This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we're looking back at the very first week for our fall sports teams of the 2016 season. Youth was served in a variety of ways this past week, as evidenced by our Bobcats of the week, first-year men's soccer forward Eric Opoku and sophomore women's soccer forward Olivia Amder. We'll talk to them and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The field hockey team went 2-0 this past week, defeating Worcester State in their season opener by a score of 4-0 on Tuesday and knocking off Hamilton in their NESCAC opener by a final score of 4-3 on Saturday. First years Isabel Garcia Moreno and Ali Leahy scored their first career goals on Tuesday. Leahy's came in the 64th minute. Isa, my teammate on the wing, she carried it up and it was just a two-on goalie, so we split it and I was open. Just tapped it in. Head coach Danny Ryder was thrilled with the team's performance. It was our best start yet um, in my four years here, so that was a really exciting place to start the season. And what's nice is that we have just fine-tuning to do, and there's no um, big things that we're looking to fix right now. It's just some small details here and there, which is a great place to start your season. The routine opening day victory was followed by a 4-3 win on Saturday against the Continentals. Garcia Moreno tallied her second goal of the season. First-year Hannah McLean scored her first goal, as did first-year Grace Fitzgerald. With Bates up 3-2, sophomore Jesse Moriarty scored the eventual game-winning goal in the 59th minute. Hamilton scored in the 65th minute of action to cut the base lead to one, but the Bobcats held on from there to earn their first win over the Continental since 2012. The field hockey team is now 2-0 for the first time since 2006. Their next game will be a big challenge as they visit number two nationally ranked Bowdoin Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Last Tuesday also marked the first match of the year for the women's soccer team, and they came out strong with a 2-0 win over Maine Maritime. First year, Riley Turcott scored the first goal of her career on a set piece from senior captain Allison Hill. What was going through Turcott's mind as the ball approached her? Oh my god, don't mess up, don't mess up, don't mess up, <laughs> but didn't, so it was good. Sophomore Olivia Amdor scored a goal of her own in the victory and followed that up with an assist Saturday against Hamilton in a tough 3-1 loss for the Bobcats. But Bates bounced back with an 8-0 win on Sunday over Southern Maine. Amdor tallied yet another goal and was one of seven different Bates players to find the back of the net in the victory. For her efforts, Amdor is our female Bobcat of the week. Preseason was intense, and we had a lot of people trying out, and it was great competition, but it was really fun being back with our team and just picking up right where we left off, uh, starting strong, which is always fun. Great to see. And last year you had a big season. I believe you led the team in assists last year, had four goals as well. Uh, what was it like to come in and have such a big role right away as a first year? Um, obviously, yeah, it was a little nerve-wracking, but I knew I had my team behind me. Um, I had worked well with a lot of the returners last year, and I was just happy to be able to play with them again after being away from them for so long. But it was great with my team behind me. And what initially attracted you here to Bates? Uh, I get that question a lot just because <laughs> I'm coming from so far away. But um, I'm not really sure if you... Um, other people that graduated my high school came here, so it was definitely college, like my college counselor suggested it, and I just really liked the environment here and how friendly and like safe it is. I just loved it the minute I came here. 
Your team scored eight goals your most recent game. I mean, have you ever been part of a game like that at any level? No, it was very exciting, especially after coming off of a loss. It was nice to see our momentum come back and just everyone picked up the enthusiasm. We all had tired legs and we were all like emotionally a little drained, but it was so great to see everyone come out and play their best. Um, and all we had seven different um, people score, so that was great to see everyone working their hardest and spreading the goals out. <laughs> And what do you think that says about the team that you're able to bounce back the next day after, you know, a tough loss? Yeah, it was so exciting to see. Um, obviously, Saturday was not our best game, but everyone worked the hardest. We knew what we had to get into, and I think it was more of a starting the season off. We just needed to kind of show ourselves that with the hard work, like, we could do super well, and we just had to get that back in our head on Saturday night, and I think everyone did a great job, um, and everyone filled the roles that we needed to fill. So it was great. Was it a little tough playing a NESCAT game so early? I know that's a typical thing for Bates, but it can be kind of weird to jump right into conference play like that, right? Yeah, it was definitely different. Um, last year, we didn't um, cut anyone from our team. So this year, all during preseason, we had a bunch of people that ended up not joining us for the season. And so it was different not really being able to connect with them or we connected with them and then lost some. We also struggled with a lot of injuries this season so far, which is a bummer. Um, but... It was definitely hard, but it definitely showed us that even on some of our worst games, we could still play up to their level. So now I think we're like aware of the level we need to play up to in NESCAT com- like conference games and how we, well we can do against them too, though. And what's your advice to the first years who are getting a lot of playing time like you did last year? <laughs> um, yeah, it's obviously a little nerve-wracking. I remember like every game last year I was like antsy, um, very nervous, but uh, with composure and just like remembering that the whole team's behind you, um, they're going to do great. They're so strong. Everyone on our team's so strong and competitive. Practice are super fun because everyone is so competitive and working their hardest and the enthusiasm's over there. So it's just nice to remember that the whole team's behind you with everything you do. What's something about maybe the women's soccer team that people might be interested about knowing that maybe they don't know? That's so hard. <laughs> um, just that we have a lot of fun together. Like our pregame, like pregame ritual in the locker room isn't to like be serious, like tuned in, like strategizing the whole time. We make sure to have a great time in the locker room before I play loud music, dance around, and then we know when to dial it in, like just in time, but never forget to have fun. <laughs> right, exactly. So being from Chicago, you mentioned, you know, coming from pretty far away. I mean, you mentioned a couple of your people from high school had gone to base before. What have you been impressions, you know, through a couple of years in Maine coming from such a big city like Chicago? Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Like when I was coming out to Maine, I was kind of looking forward to being in a less urban environment and kind of getting like away from the city because I live in downtown Chicago. Um, so I was really interested in like kind of being in a more outdoorsy environment. And so far, I've really enjoyed it here. It's so fun to be able to like go out and hike and see new parts of nature and stuff rather than just being in a city my whole time. What are you most looking forward to as the season goes along here? I'm just really looking forward to seeing how well we progress because I have a lot of hope. I have big hope that we're going to do super well this season and I know a lot of my teammates uh, will agree with me and our coaches will. Um, I think we can and should set high expectations for ourselves as a team and a program and so I'm just looking forward to watching us really hopefully do super well and make new records and stuff. Yeah. All right, Olivia Amder, thanks so much. <laughs> Thank you. The men's soccer team matched the women's team by starting their season with a 2-1 and week as well. On Wednesday, the Bobcats shut out Maine Farmington by a score of 3-0. First-year Eric Opoku put Bates up 1-0 in just the eighth minute of action. Opoku, goal Opoku! the net. Tidy finish from the freshman, and he didn't take long to get off the mark. 
First shot, first goal. Can't uh, hope for anything better for the Bobcats. Then early in the second half, Opoku did it again. Freshman from Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania has done a good job, but the freshman from Akron, Ghana, has been better. His shot oh, sneaks in! Shot. Opoku doubles his tally in his first NCAA collegiate regular season game. He finished at the near post the first time around, and he slips it in at the near post past the dive of Matt Wilson for goal number two. And this one even sooner into the half, just under six minutes in. Although the men's team fell 1-0 to Hamilton on Saturday, they ended the week on a high note by defeating previously unbeaten Newberry 2-1 on Sunday. Sophomore Drew Parsons scored his first career goal, and senior captain Luke McNabb found the back of the net as well. McNabb joined the Bobcast after time expired. I thought we came out a little bit flat in the beginning, and when we got to the locker room, we had a big talk about, hey, we need to pick up our energy, our enthusiasm, and most of all, we kind of need to wear our heart on our sleeves a little bit. Uh, we lacked a little bit of passion in the first half, and I think that's what really changed the game. The game really got entertaining and like a little tense, it seemed like, in the second half. I mean, it was very physical, it seemed like, right? Yeah, no, I mean, Newberry is a very tough and scrappy team. I just think uh, we didn't fight hard enough in the first half. They were able to get a goal because of that, and I think that was the, kind of the change in the mindset we wanted to have. So, I mean, we came out, and I think it was very obvious that it was definitely a tough battle. So. And then Parsons got the first goal, and you got the second one. Only a few seconds later, really. I'll describe your goal, how it happened. Um, well, it was just a little bit of a mashup, mashup, and then uh, the ball got to Merchant. I saw a little bit of a gap. Uh, Merchant hit a nice flick on, kind of left the two defenders baffled a little bit, and I was able to just slide in and finish near post. Yeah. What's it like from a mentality standpoint to have two goals in such a short time frame? Probably really depresses them and really makes you guys fired up, right? Yeah, no, I mean, soccer is, can be a fickle game sometimes in the sense that the lid can be on the goal for so long and then all of a sudden the floodgates open and you get two in a row in like two minutes. So uh, you tend to want to ride the momentum. When we scored the first one, we, our energy, you could really see the energy start really picking up and that's kind of how we got the second one. That, that burst of energy, we scored literally right off the bat. Opoku got the assist on Parsons' goal, finishing off a brilliant first week. For his efforts, Opoku is our male Bobcat of the week. Eric, first of all, coming over um, a few years back from Ghana to the United States, you went to a school called the Right to Dream Academy in Ghana. What was that experience like? How did it set up for your trip here to America now where you've been playing for a few years? Um, right to Dream was basically, like, it's like a boarding school, but it balances um, academics and, and soccer as well. Um, and they have like a very professional like coaches that like um, try to bring these kids um, from from their homes to like to an environment where they can like get in like elite academics um, and as well as like pursue yeah, like uh, potentials like in um, on, on the soccer field. So that's how that's why I got to write to dream. I had to try out. Um, it's um it's it's not only like just in Ghana. It's like all Africa. So um, it's a trial that I have to go. So I attended that and. Um, I was able to like get end the scholarship for myself, so I got like a four-year scholarship, and then um, after that, um, through my progress and the development um, over time, that um, um, it came to a time that um, I have to make sure um, that I get what I want. I wanted before I got there, so um, an opportunity came from the United States, um, uh, and then we have like um, they had a connection with um, most of like the boarding schools in Connecticut, so where every year. Um, they assess his student's performance and as well as the, uh, what he does on the soccer field, and they value your um, your, like, your character a lot too. So, because they want they want to have like a good representative for them for the program as well. So, kids there were kids there are like more like 
well behaved and then they, they trained him really well so I think I was able to like they like they trusted him enough to like um, to bring me to the US to represent the program so um, that's how I got to go to Hotchkiss and spend four years there and now I'm here. Great and uh, do you remember what the moment was like when you found out you'd made the team at the Right to Dream Academy you mentioned you had to try out right? Yeah um, I, it was probably the happiest day of my life because um, there are like a lot of very talented um, kids in Africa and um, not everyone gets to get um, the opportunity because um, us being like a lot of like because um, my gr- my grade um, they wanted like 16 spot for the uh, generation um, and we're like and we're like more than that we were like 150 boys like fighting for like a 16 spot so which was it was very tough and then uh, these kids are also like very good so uh, also as I said uh, they don't just value your talent you just it has to come with um, your character, how you're willing to develop as a person, and then, yeah, because they want like a very like a good role model to represent them, um, the program. Great. And then growing up, uh, who are some soccer players you admired, whether it be in Ghana or somewhere else? Um, I'm a very big Arsenal fan, and I, and I used to uh, admire Fabregas um, when he he played for Arsenal. Um, but now, um, over time, I feel like my positions changed a lot on the field. Um, I'm very dynamic and I can play like a lot of different positions. But for now, I would say Ronaldinho, and he's retiring now. So he kind of like have a similar similar style as Neymar. So for currently, it might be Neymar. Yeah. Nice. And then obviously we've seen you on the field. You use your speed to your advantage, right? I mean, what's it like knowing you're the fastest guy out there pretty much every game, it seems like? <laughs> um, it's. I mean, I'm the smallest kid on the field too. So I think um, it worked to my... Um, best ability to be able to like get away from like the bigger guys um and i'm also i just want the ball more so on the field so um if i if i get a ball more and i'm very slow i might i might get kicked a lot so um i think being able to fast and then playing smart on the field um get me out of um, getting injuries and stuff like that and also helps the team yeah because i've seen the bigger players on the other team try to push you around a little bit that's kind of annoying right <laughs> yeah it is very annoying because um being the smallest kid, I feel like I'm very targeted on the on the field. So like, people actually like underrate me and be like, oh, this kid is not gonna do anything. But yeah, I, I don't like that. I get in my head. I just like concentrate and do what I feel like I can do best. I want to ask you if you've been able to find your classes recently? Oh <laughs> uh, my, my classes are working out well. Um, now I know the buildings. I'm yeah. still studying the buildings. Um, I mean, it's like a huge transition for me from high school and straight into college playing four sports and then trying to like um, get everything together so yeah uh, I think I have a French who are like also like helping me out besides that so I think my life is going great right now first few road trips coming up how excited are you um I just um I don't know like I don't know how to like describe it but for work wise I don't know how that I'm gonna like be able, like come back and then catch up with work but for game wise I feel like I'm very happy to like be on the road with the boys and just like spend some nice time together. Yeah, and hopefully we get a win. Yeah. Yeah. Anything about college soccer surprised you or um is what you maybe weren't expecting? Um yeah, I think the Nescaq is uh, actually surprised me a lot. Um after my first game against um Hamilton, I thought it was like very physical and then there's like some a lot of like backlash that I've had back home about D3 soccer not being the, all that, but I feel like it's very, it's like a very high intensity and it's like a very, very good game. And I, I can now that I experience like I honestly like Nesca is like probably one of the best D3 like leagues in the nation right now. And then people shouldn't really underestimate it because um, they have to experience before they can like 
say something out because I feel like it's very, very, it's like an elite place and people actually play well. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Eric, thanks so much for joining us here on the Bates Bobcast. Appreciate it. Thank you. The Bates volleyball team went one and three over the weekend at the MIT Invitational. Early standouts include senior Chandler McGrath, who has 40 kills through four matches, and first-year Taylor Stafford-Smith, who checks in with 31. We'll have a full preview on the Bobcast with head coach Melissa Duran before their home opener set for Wednesday, September 21st against Bowdoin. The cross-country teams and the golf teams each got their seasons underway this past weekend. First-year James Jones on the men's cross-country team took first place in the freshman-sophomore race at the bates Colby Class Wave Races. And on the women's side, senior captain Jessica Wilson ran the fastest time of the day, winning the senior-sophomore race in 14 minutes, 41 seconds. The men's golf team saw three players finish in the top 25 at the Bowdoin Invitational over the weekend. Senior captain Alex Stecker and first-year Andrew garcia Bow shot identical 78s on Saturday and 79s on Sunday, tying for 18th place along the way with two other players. Junior Matt Marcus carded a 76 and an 82 to tie three others for 21st place. Meanwhile, the women's golf team fell to Bowdoin in match play on Saturday and stroke play on Sunday. Junior Kelly Wasserman led Bates in stroke play, shooting a 40 to finish third overall. The golf teams look to take home the main state championship this weekend in Leeds. Meanwhile, the cross-country teams host Southern Maine, Tufts, WPI, and Wellesley at Pineland Farms. The rest of our fall sports are on the road this upcoming week with some big NESCAC battles we will be tracking. For the complete schedule, visit athletics.bates.edu. We will recap it all next time on the Bates Bobcast. Thanks. <laughs>